0: Hi there. Welcome to listeners from across the globe. My name is Allison Nune, and this is Best Damn Reality, a new podcast intending to help bridge the spiritual and material worlds. Each week, I invite you to join me and to suspend all preconceived notions, to open your minds and your hearts to seeing everything from a much Faster perspective. Should you be enticed enough, please also consider visiting me on my YouTube channel and on my business Facebook page, both under the name Allison Nune. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Episode thirteen point one, titled simply by today's date, ten ten twenty. 7.26 in the morning in Sarasota, Florida. Um, I have not been able to record in the past two weeks. In fact, just recording the most recent episode, episode 13, was incredibly difficult for me. And for the first time since the podcast's launch in early July, I was unable to meet my self-imposed weekly schedule. You know, if I was forced to label myself as one thing, which I would resist doing to the nth degree, I I really try to avoid labels and categories, but I understand and acknowledge that, especially with where our world is at present, labels and categorization does serve, I would argue, still, Some sort of purpose. But never do I want to encourage wholly relying upon labels or categories, especially when dealing with human beings. But if I were to place a label upon myself of what most represents what I am, it would be an artist. And that is a tough thing for me to say because the way I view an artist or had viewed what I felt made or comprised an artist was not anything that really defined the vast majority of my life thus far. Calling me an ap- academic, that would make sense. Calling myself an athlete, that would make sense. Those are things I have long histories, lots and lots of years and observable to other accomplishments that give me a credible, you know, reason to be looked upon or labeled as one of those things, an athlete or an academic. But an artist, I, you know, I viewed artists mostly as people that recorded music, as people that painted or did drawings, or, you know, just that was a very confined term in my mind up until my awakening, 10 years ago. And much like with everything else, my entire world perspective, my entire perspective on everything was blown open, well beyond categories and labels ever being suffice, to describe anything, or to fully explain anything, least of all, a human being. However, with that said, I use that term mostly because my entire life, <laughs> I have felt I'm so connected and have been so dialed in, arguably to an unhealthy degree, to my emotions so emotional that it oftentimes, my emotions clouded logic, clouded rationality, caused me deep, deep pain because I was unable to detach from my emotions and in general made me very dramatic, but it wasn't like I was faking, I wasn't attempting or trying to be overly dramatic but the way that I engaged in my life and felt my life and my experiences and my connections to people and, and the events of my world seemed to be in such a way that left me in a minority that left me only. I have found only in recent years that the few that can appreciate the depths Of what I feel and how I experience this thing we call life, I feel most connected when I read books, when I watch films, and when I watch certain television creations or on-screen creations, artistic creations. When I watch others under the guise of something being called quote-unquote fiction write stories depict stories at the depths that i personally feel and identify with i have found that what i identify in the fiction world feels more real to me and it has always baffled me because i don't understand i don't understand the disconnect i don't understand why Collectively, we are still so afraid to live the depths of what I only experienced most of the time in these sort of fictional ways. But ironically, what I interpreted to be anything but fiction. I'm thrown back into this given my latest struggle with my recording. Because in the next 10 episodes, the next 10 scheduled episodes, the whole number episodes, if you will, episodes 14 through 23, I will be describing and attempting while admitting that I cannot fully describe Ripple 2020 with words. I will not be able to bring it half the justice of what it is to me, what it means to me. Ripple 2020, as I alluded to in earlier episodes, it's like my own PhD dissertation for my own PhD program that I put myself through. And while it may be impossible, at the least, very challenging for others to accept that that is how I feel about it. That is what it means to me. That is my truth. That is the fact, that it is my truth. And being that, it is very personal. And it is a very big idea. And it is one that I have zero doubt in my ability to execute. Ironically, the hardest thing is just exposing the idea. And it's hard for me because I have a history of being way too attached To my emotions and way too attached to what others think about me and what others feel about me especially others that i have long admired respected and loved and that i if presented by them with a similar similar scenario if somebody i loved Hell, if somebody that was a stranger that I never even met. If I was approached with an idea that was presented as the heart and soul of somebody's dreams, of their essence, of their, you know, clearly coming from love by their own words, by their own admittance, and literally bearing their soul in sharing and exposing this part of themselves, I would work and do everything in my conscious power to be able to receive what they were sharing from the way that they are trying to share it. I would do everything to reserve judgment, to reserve criticism, and I would do anything that I could As limited as it may be, oftentimes it is simply being willing and open to receive somebody's words and to trust what they are saying and give them the benefit of the doubt and give them a chance to live the truth they are trying to make and claim as their own. And what I learned and I was so ill prepared for seven and a half years ago, the last time that I bore my soul in this way, much more innocently and naively last time, was that the vast majority of people out there were just not being conditioned or trained or educated. would just haven't lived in a world That is about this sort of interaction with one another. We've been conditioned for a much different world. So while the number out there may still be few who can really do what I'm talking about, really be out there working to be and see one another from our most unique aspects. It's not Personal, and my intellect now knows that I didn't know that seven and a half years ago I still had so much maturing to do specifically in the emotional side of my being I had deep, deep wounds that go back to all the closest relationships of my life that still needed time to scar over a bit more i still needed to detach from them and work to be more appreciative and more grateful for them because that is also the truth but it simultaneously is not part of the story is that pain was real and that i am a human being and although i'm no longer in need Consciously of this outward validation. To say that I don't desire it would not be a truthful statement. I don't need it. But of course I want to be out in a world with others that are able to reflect back to me. The best version of myself. And in essence that means people are just Seemingly, we just have to agree, they have to agree to let me tell the story of my life my way and agree to see it that way, right? Agree that, I mean, they don't have to necessarily agree to play along. I mean, that's, that's what this boils down to. That's what reality is. People agreeing to their agreements, It's all about what we're reflecting and projecting and agreeing to see in those projections and reflections. Or, (laughs) in the case of our world at large, I would say it's what we're not agreeing to that has the highlight, that has become the focus. The focus, increasingly so, for the past decades, has been made It's being controlled by a small amount of people in big ways. The focus of the world at large has been conditioned to focus on what is different, on the disagreements. And very limited on these high-level agreements, like agreeing to this arbitrary idea of a 40-hour work week which is arbitrary, agreeing to this arbitrary idea that this thing called money has all this power, this thing that boils down to paper and or zeros or zeros and ones in a computer screen, agreeing to the concepts of something like retirement, that somehow that's how we're defining what work looks like. Agreeing to these systems that were long ago created and have far, far become distant from those original creations. And even at their original creation points, it's arguable, it's debatable what the ulterior motives were. So we've got this mass agreement on these really high levels that education has to exist in the schools. And and for for a large number of people, the vast majority of what we learn is not something that we're utilizing in day-to-day life. And there is way more out there that we're not learning than the select things that are being kind of guided to be taught within the four walls of classrooms from, again, this arbitrary definition of education beginning at the young age and then ending at 18 for tons of people, at 22 for tons more, and for the select few later years if they choose to go on to more furthering degrees in education. It's all agreements. It's all arbitrary. At some point, none of it existed, and then enough people came together to agree the systems are what is the only part of the agreement is is the only part of agreeing in mass that is being allowed and those are what need to shift and within the systems all of our means of interaction has been honed and guided to f- separate us and focus on what we're disagreeing on and you put that all together and you've just got one hell of a mess. And what continues to baffle me, and I've said this many times, is the way that we're trying to address, it's, it seems like we have collectively agreed across the board, through all of our differences, that change needs to happen. It's time for systematic change. And I'm sorry, but I cannot Understanding and experiencing what I've experienced in the past 10 years, on watching how my own reality, how I have personally changed my own reality, and understanding now that it only changes externally when the internal changes, that it's not at all about externally changing things first. We need a massive movement of healing within before anything of substantial difference can change outside and there aren't enough voices talking to that universal truth. That is truth with a capital T. That is fact with a capital F. And sure as shit, you aren't going to find that within the existing systems. No politician is talking like this. They're guiding those of you that really want change. The fact is, you will not find the type of change you're claiming that you desire within those systems. It's got to be something completely different. And it begins by going internally. Now, pause, let me digress. Ripple is an idea of trying to just, it's just an idea. It's an idea intended to be an action, taking action from a very different foundational point to try to demonstrate how I, one person, believe that change can begin using Acknowledging and using the systems that are available to us, but working to bridge us to something different. And before I can expose that, before I can expose myself in that way, I have just reached this unbelievable obstacle within myself. My own judgment, my own words, everything that I'm claiming. The great thing about this human journey is, it is despite the commonalities, despite certain universal human things that we all go through, everybody's journey is theirs and theirs alone to travel, completely unique to you. And when you start owning the uniqueness of your life, and as such, pulling away from these systems that take you away from your uniqueness, it's only then that you can really even begin to appreciate what I'm even attempting to share. Because it doesn't make sense Within, it makes very little sense, if any sense at all, from the perspective and viewpoint of those mainstream paths. What I'm trying to describe, how I've been living my life for 10 years, how I feel and investigate and analyze every single choice as I've been working to literally create the work of my dreams. As opposed to going out and working for a system or a company that does not see me as a unique person. That does not see me as a human being. That does not care about me beyond where I fit in their business model. Now some of you out there listening may be fortunate enough to work in a company. And I bet if you do it's small because I don't know how any large company in this day and age can claim that it genuinely cares and treats its hum, its employees as human beings first and not as numbers on their spreadsheet somewhere as an input or an output as an income part of the income side of it or part of the expense side of it and i don't know how any big company can claim that you wouldn't be expendable if the right circumstances came to fruition small privately owned, family owned places? Possibly. But even then, the magnitude of how far from our truths we have been guided collectively means that it is very, very hard to not reach some sort of endpoint where the loyalty to you as a human being is going to be the only thing is you that can ultimately be loyal and look out for yourself. You are the only one that can ultimately look out for your own best interests. That doesn't mean it has to be at the expense of others. But what I'm saying is it's a completely different way of engaging in the world. And I'm just so hesitant and have been because it's so revealing and and makes me so vulnerable yet i can't not reveal this idea because of the magnitude of the need now not my individual need trust me well let me put it this way not from my personality my ego's need my ego would love to just go disappear in the mountains and write fiction Where I've got this layer of protection. And by no means am I degrading or putting down the people who create the fictional accounts. They are my life-saving pieces of, of art that have saved my life in these past 10 years. They have been my salvation. They have been what I've resorted to to not feel as alone as I could easily feel if I focused on how solo this has been for the past decade and how relatively few single-digit people in my world that I now feel safe enough to expose the greater versions of myself. And even in exposing Ripple, that's still a small fraction of who I have become because that changes on a daily, certainly a weekly Basis. The essence of me is constantly evolving and changing, especially at these crazy times in which we're all living. So I'm not putting down in any way, shape, or form the people who create the things that give us a layer of protection books, stories through books, stories through films, stories through TV programs. I'm not. In fact, I'm finally having the courage to try to record this today, this morning, because of a fictional account of a book that just profoundly, has been profoundly affecting me for the past few weeks since learning of this author and her creation. But I just finished the second book of, I I just finished the third of, of, of a series and four the second and i don't know because one of them is i don't know where one of them falls into it but i veronica roth has written this series called the divergent series and i believe it is a young technically it's a young adult series like the hunger games and i have so much to comment upon of what this has triggered as i finished this book this morning And I don't care. I don't care how all over this recording is going to be. I just need to get something out there to get my, to conquer my own fear. To conquer my own fear, my own judgment of myself, my own self-doubt. What am I worried about? That one, I mean, no one, hardly anybody's already listening to these live. Maybe, maybe some point down the line, these recordings will get listeners And if that happens, I have to remember who my target audience is and what my ultimate goal is to give voice to a truly, I just want to, I always say higher in the tree. We all have to go higher, vaster, rise above everything that we've been taught open our minds to completely different, more expanded ways of seeing one another, of seeing reality, of defining reality, and then being able to live it. And this book, (laughs) this series, not accidental, how this even fell in my lap, what I read in the few extended pages that the author offers some extra features outside of the story itself has blown my mind this morning because once again, I would argue no accidents, no coincidences, only synchronicities. It was not an accident how I stumbled upon this author and this series the first time I have a little free library in my, on my property. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. Little Free Library, if you're not familiar with it, it's a nationwide thing. And they're little, little houses, they're little mini libraries that individual residents put up on their own property within neighborhoods. And there are free exchanges of books, mostly books, Mostly books is what I've seen, both written books, and I've seen books, I've had people place books on tape in mine as well. I have a little free library that has been erected on my property for over a year. It was the very first thing I did when I became the sole owner of my property. I've owned my property for over four years, but for the first two and a half, it was with my significant other. Not on paper, but in terms of the financial side of it, He was by far the biggest owner, and therefore I was very minimally affecting any sort of long-term change, and the whole process of being the owner of it really didn't set in until I became the sole owner, the only name on the mortgage, the only person now ultimately responsible for this home is me. And the first thing I chose to do was something that I have always wanted to do. We have a ton of little free libraries in our, in our neighborhood. I love the concept. Books have changed my life, have saved my life. Since I was young, I've lived vicariously through stories. And medium. one of the mediums is through books. And I have many friends that have recently become authors. And I myself dream of authoring all sorts of books. I know I will be an author of my own books in the very near future as well. So I erected a little free library and I also have a little quote. I have a little piece of wood that I've got next to it on the ground and I put and I change weekly or bi-weekly. I put different quotations. A lot of times the quotations come from the YouTube version of my podcasts so that there is a connected flow of the energy of the work that I'm trying to do. And for anybody that even knows me a little bit, they know that I've got a thing for the number four. Four is my primary number. Four became that number when I met Joe Dumars, a childhood basketball hero, when I was barely 12 years old in sixth grade, Christmas vacation of sixth grade. That is when four became my primary number. Prior to that, I loved the number 10. Because it represented Pele and soccer used to be and was my first sport that I loved before basketball took over. So 4 and 10, but 4 especially is my number. I went out to my little free library a couple of months ago. And I clean it up and I've got dog biscuits in there and I put, you know, change the quote. So I go out there at least once a week to clean it up and organize it, make sure it's got enough books. And if not, I add some from inside a stash that I have inside my house that's dedicated for the library. And I see this book titled, I Am Number Four. And at first I just saw it and I'm like, wow, that's kind of interesting and I I I like started to walk away from the library, and I'm like, what are you doing? What like I had never heard of this book, I had never heard of the author, and the name of the book was I am number four. So I'm like, what are you doing? That is definitely a sign. You need to grab that book and you need to read that book. Not that will be a separate, when I referencing that book will be a separate recording. But not two weeks later, I go out there. And I see another book with four in the title. This one was called Simply Four, F-O-U-R. So the first one was called I Am Number Four, F-O-U-R. And the second book, two weeks later that I saw, was simply called Four. And I about died. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, of course, in my world, this is a huge sign. And that book, Four, was by a woman named Veronica Roth. Now, Four is part of this divergent series. But Four is written from the perspective of this male character whose nickname is Four. The other three books are written from the perspective of a character named Beatrice, or Tris for short, a, little, a younger character, two years younger than Four, and they're both teenagers, And it's a very Hunger Games-like series. And I just finished the second of the three books from Tris's perspective. And I'm just stunned. I've been stunned since reading four. Because obviously I got introduced to the whole story just from a different perspective. And then I really got the full sort of creative process when starting with the order in which the author wrote them, because I believe four was the fourth book that she actually wrote in the series, despite it being the first one that I read. I'm actually going to stop myself and refrain from going too much into the details of anything specific that I have read in these books, and just leave the sharing as it pertains to this particular author, Veronica Roth, and these particular four books from her mind and her creation I'm just going to leave the sharing at the most amazing thing that it continues to be in my life, which is others' artistic creations have and continue to be these amazing sources of inspiration for me on my own journey and specifically with the artistic aspects of my life. And for me, I see my entire life as an artistic Creation, a live, ongoing, organically created, co created with others. My life is one giant art piece. It's like when people come together that are musicians and they jam. You know, like you got a guitarist that comes together and maybe a bassist and a drummer and maybe a couple of vocalists and they come and they just jam, right? And they each bring their unique skill set and what instrument or what musical gift they bring to the table and they just come in the moment and they let whatever comes through and they vibe with one another and play off of one another. That is what I'm doing and have been doing now Much more consciously, I would argue I've been living my life like this for all 44 plus years of this existence, but really at this nth degree conscious level for the past decade, I am engaging and intending to engage out in the world just like a jam session, only with my entire life, like looking out to harmonize best with Whomever and whatever represents my immediate environment in the now moment. And trying to capitalize as much and be able to be in the now moment as much as possible. I think that's actually the perfect place to conclude this interim episode recorded on the impulse, inspired by the concluding pages of the second of four books written by Veronica Roth in the Divergent Collection and allow myself and give myself permission to just let this be what it is. Again, clearly, clearly my own judgment, my history of my inner voice is one of extreme judgment, extreme criticism never being good enough, constantly feeling as if I needed to explain myself and prove myself, those are all aspects that served me for a particular time in my life. But since my spiritual awakening, these are strong momentum patterns that I have been working to break because they no longer serve me. The judgment and the criticism. Now, it doesn't mean that you're still not real with yourself and honest about you know, what, what it is that has transpired, your role in what it is that has ever transpired. You still need to be honest with yourself and real about your good and quote unquote bad aspects, but it's not any longer about getting mired in the feelings of not being good enough and needing to constantly prove how that I'm worthy. Um, however, this is, This little episode, the past two weeks, has proven that... It's just kind of revealed where I'm at. And it's a matter of being gentle with myself. Yeah. Obviously, this is an unending journey. As long as you're in form, we have this beautiful opportunity to continue to remind ourselves of these wonderful, pure, greater truths of the fact that we are each unique expressions of the one. And given that fact, we are at our essences good. We are at our essences worthy. We don't have to prove that to anybody, but we do have to own to what ability we have to live that truth. So in all its imperfections, this recording has been perfect. Uh, Hopefully it allows me to soften that old voice and to, again, remind myself of the greater voice and the greater calling, it's still not as practiced as the old voice. And given that this next step of revealing such a big idea and, you know, it, it makes perfect sense that I would be stumbling, but I get to choose for how long I'm going to allow this untruth to be an obstacle within me. I know that I have nothing to prove. It's simply just an idea. It's simply my best attempt at putting the best of my capabilities, the best of my skill sets, the best of all that I can possibly imagine using every aspect in the most efficient way possible of 44 years of an existence and putting it together with meeting the world where it is with the intention of help guiding it to something that is more representative of these greater truths. This is all that ripple is. I have to continue to not be attached to the ego side of it, to how it's received, to how it's not received. It doesn't matter. This is spiritual. This is my soul's mission. I must continue to have the courage to put together this idea and to be brave enough to put it out there, even if, and to be prepared that it could, from that surface level perspective, completely flop. It may not be quote unquote successful, but if I change the details And recognize that for me success will be reached I will pass this test simply by having the courage to go through these next 10 weeks to establish the website and to fully release this idea to the public and as such if and when I make it to that point it will be from this detached place and to whatever degree I'm still attached to it will be the work that lays ahead.